Welcome to American K Sisters. My name is Linda. I am Hina. Enjoy our show about the spectacular American life of two Korean sisters. Hina, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about visiting our motherland, South Korea. So, what is it like for us to visit our families in our home country as a foreigner living in the States? What is it like? Right. I mean, you know, um, I think ever since I moved here, like 20 years ago, I've been visiting Korea every like three or four mm. years because I have I have families there, relatives. Actually, my immediate family is in, in the right. US. We immigrated together. But I have relatives on both sides of my parents and I have friends from high school, college, etc. So yeah, I, I do want to visit them every so often. Yeah, totally. And Hina, you have like everyone there. That is true. Um, So I do not have any um, friends, I mean, school friends or my family here. It's because I'm the only one who moved out and I never planned to stay or live in the States. It was just my one year experience. And then that led me to another opportunity, then another opportunity. So that way, my stay here kind of got extended. And at this point, I'm seriously considering staying in the United States instead of going back Mm -hmm. to Korea because I already started my career life here. So for me, I don't think I visit my home country that often compared to others. I don't know what's the um, average of other people. But in my case, maybe every two years average. Mm-hmm. I think it varies by um, people's status That's or true. purpose of coming to the U.S. Like it, once people immigrate, they they don't visit their home country often because they're busy yeah, with their work. They have work here. They can make. They can get a long mm-hmm. vacation, but if people come here to just study to attend college, they will often go back every right. break because their home is mm-hmm. there. Right. Yeah. Um, so it depends. So it's getting, I think it's definitely getting more challenging as you are getting old because you have more and more responsibilities. Right. You're, you're sort of tied up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are going to talk about like what are the challenges of visiting Korea? What are the good stuff of visiting? And like things that especially Hina found interesting recently because she just came back from Korea. Yeah, exactly. Here you go. You're right. So I came back from South Korea two days ago and I'm still struggling with jet lag. What time is it now? It's 1 p.m. EST and that's midnight right oh no 2 a.m in south korea right during summer it's 13 hour um, yeah 13 hours ahead also you know what it's confusing because of the uh daylight saving so during the season it's 13 hours ahead during the non-daylight saving time or period Mm -hmm. it's 14 hours ahead 
So yeah, no wonder I feel kind of sleepy. My eyelids feel like my eyelids are very heavy right now. I'm trying so hard to mm-hmm. open my eyes and talk to you. Uh, I had coffee, so should be good, but we'll see. You you can record with your eyes. <laughs> Just keep talking. Listen. But I want to see your face. I want to see your reaction. You know, that's that's the mm-hmm. best part of recording this two way conversation. Uh-huh. Since I just came back, um, I think challenging stuff are more vivid at this point. So first of all, right, the damn long flight, thirteen hours. Is it thirteen hours? Yes. I mean, you get thirteen hours because you got direct. Some many oh, yeah, people fly like one stop, mm-hmm. and it gets longer. Yeah. So, by the way, I just can't stand any long flight. Anything longer than. Four hours, five hours is a long flight for me. That's why I right. always um, manage to get the direct flight when I visit South mm-hmm. Korea. So yep, it was a thirteen-hour flight. And also coming back to the states is more cha- more challenging for us because um, where my parents live in Korea is Chuncheon, and it. Takes about two and a half hours from Chuncheon to the Incheon International International Airport, mm-hmm. and since the direct flight of Asiana Airline departs around ten a.m., that means I have to wake up. I have to leave my place at five thirty to get to the airport safely. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you had trouble with? Oh. You you say it was very hot, right? Oh yes. So the other challenging part of this trip was the weather. So <laughs> for me, um, after ten years, I kind of forgot about the hot, humid weather in Korea, because the past ten years, and uh, when I visited Korea, it was either. Fall or maybe winter most of the time, mm-hmm. so I just thought that the summer in Korea is pretty much the same as the summer in New York, New Jersey. But mm-hmm. it turns out that the peak of hot summer in Korea is scorching hot, very humid. Mm-hmm. It feels like I'm right. in the uh, the sauna, not the dry sauna. What's the other type of sauna that makes you super humid? Just steam, steam sauna. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, it feels like I'm in a steam sauna room, <laughs> wherever yeah. you go. Um, on top of that, after that heat wave um passed by, there was a record-breaking rainfall. So unfortunately, mm. there are a lot of flooded area, especially in mm-hmm. mid Korea, including where I live or where my parents live. So I was super concerned about. Getting to the airport safely because that rainfall rainfall started about two days before my departure. But anyway, right. I'm here. I got it. I got here safely. Mm-hmm. You're super lucky. I mean, you know, if you have watched the movie Parasite, you would have seen how flooding uh, affect people's daily life. Like especially people who live in substandard housing, like like basement. But you know it's it's not uncommon in Korea in summer. There is always like flooding season, 
and um, it will not only ruin some housing uh, buildings but also roads it will block it will flood the roads and just block it I mean that's why he now was um, concerned because if the roads are blocked it yeah, just can't get I mean. to the airport right yeah yeah um, it was pretty dramatic because even the night before the main road that we are going to take got blocked but mm-hmm. the day I was departing in the early morning the road was open so good yeah it was like a miracle <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's so true it was like a miracle I mean, it seems like things did work out for you minimally. That's true. <laughs> so you can visit Korea safely and come back safely. Yeah, that is true. And speaking right? of safely, I was also safe from COVID. But it doesn't mean that I did not get COVID. <laughs> I got COVID a um, few weeks before my departure, which is lucky again. Departure to Korea. So yeah, exactly. you got it in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, true. So I got it in a perfect timing. So around the time... <laughs> you timed it. <laughs> yeah. Around the time I was getting on the flight and spending time in Korea, I was boosted enough. The reason why I'm saying that is actually my parents got COVID as soon as I got there. Um, not from me. It just happened to be a day or two right. before uh, my arrival. Um, and... What's funny and a little complicated is that I don't know who got it first and infected the other, I mean, between my parents, but how they tested positive from the PCR test has a one-week term. So in Korea, if you got positive from the PCR test, then you will be in the record, I mean, your record will be in the government system. So you have to start your seven-day mandatory quarantine, which is pretty strict. Mm -hmm. If you do not stick with it, you will get fined up to... How much is 천만원? Is it $10,000? I think 10만원 is $100. So it must be 10,000, right? Yeah. $10,000! Yeah, $10,000. Yeah. Do do. That's how strict it is. Right. And, you know, I heard you have to download an app, like a GPS tracking app, and they will track where you go to make sure you are home Um, or you are quarantined, right? I don't know if that has changed, but now, no, you don't have to download your phone. Really? And you know what? Basically, if you are getting around somewhere with your phone, then, I mean, the moment you walked out of your apartment or house, it, you already broke the rule. But how does the government keep track if you don't have the app? I thought that, that's how it works. Um, I, I'm not super familiar with how they track the people, but mm. I believe it's based on credit card transaction and mm. something like that. Um. So it's not that government is actively tracking every single one. At this point, Mm -hmm. uh, they loosen a lot of rules and they rolled out this with COVID era or something like that. So they are not actively watching you. But if you happen to be, 
you know, busted, then you'll pay the fine. We see. Yeah. So, back to my parents' story. (laughs) The silver lining is that even though they were sick around the same time, for Mm -hmm. some reason, my mom tested positive first. And then the day when my mom's mandatory quarantine ends, my dad got tested positive, which means my dad took the test twice because he was obviously not feeling well. But for some reason, the first PCR test shows negative, which is confusing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just wanted to make sure. And then the second time, he was confirmed. So, the good news is that I was able to spend time with each of them while the That's other good. one is on the mandatory quarantine. Right. Um, and one of the most memorable stuff that I had this from this trip was that I was able to um, have a day trip to Seoul with my mom, without my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense to my dad, but <laughs> we three always do something together, especially my parents. They always, always do something together, spend time mm-hmm. together. Uh, but I know that my mom kind of wanted this mother-daughter hangout kind of Mm -hmm. thing and this time it has to be that way because my dad was on mandatory quarantine so we planned everything to go to see two exhibitions in one day in seoul and even though we do not live in seoul you know i'm young i've been to seoul many many times especially when i was younger uh so everything is familiar like subway system you know how you get around and everything But Mm -hmm. for my mom, that's not the case. So she really liked that she can totally rely on me and just follow Mm -hmm. me around. And also, we did this luxury of getting a taxi instead of Mm -hmm. taking the train. You know, train sucks. You have to transfer. You have to walk. It's freaking hot outside. So I really wanted to treat my mom. And I kind of, you know, did my best to make this whole trip really comfortable and easy for her. And yeah, of course she appreciated. And then she came saying, she kept saying that, "Oh, Hina, I can't believe that I'm, you know, like doing this fun stuff with you. I'm so happy." Like she literally Aww. said that many, many times. Right. That's yeah. so nice. Like still thinking about that, I I kind of burst into tears or got so oh. emotional. <laughs> um. Yeah. So That's good. I, I think that was one of my the best moment. You still have many opportunities in the future, so mm-hmm. keep it up. Yeah. Yeah, I think my mom feels similarly. She likes musical, um, and she lives in New Jersey. So when we have chances, we try to go. I try to take her to a musical, um, and my dad doesn't like it. So it, you know, and and I am more savvy with like buying tickets and getting around. So it is always fun to hang out with her. Yeah. Like yeah. What about you, Linda? Um, for you, what are the challenging parts of visiting South Korea? I mean, I think it's similar to you or anyone. It's, it's a long flight. For me, it's a big money too. To buy tickets, it is, I think these days, at least $1,500. Oh, That's yeah. a huge it was money for so us. Expensive. And, you know, usually uh, my husband Chris and I travel together. 
which is three thousand dollars. That's and that's just airplane ticket. Also, right? it's because you only have time around summertime when the tickets are the most expensive. Right, because we both work in schools. We use summer break mm-hmm. to travel. I guess that's yeah, that's a peak season, and you know we have to book stuff. So I think financially. It is taxing, so that's why we don't visit every year. And it's taxing physically, blah blah. There are other stuff. After all, these are not huge challenges, but I I found that interesting.、Um, often you have to sort of bring stuff for your family because because <laughs> immigrant families do not travel often,、yeah. and when one family member travels, they need to bring everything for for others. They are the international carriers. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, my mom caring、uh, caring for her like family members in Korea,、um, often asked me to like bring gift for them.、Mm. So she will purchase the gift, but I have to bring them,、mm. right? And vice versa. When I come back from Korea, all these relatives want me to bring these stuff to my parents, which is very nice of them. <laughs> but often they are bulky or heavy.、Ugh. And Chris and I, being the new generation, we like to travel light. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to lug, you know, huge luggages. So、um, there, yes, there have been arguments with my grandma. She was like, especially I remember this episode.、Um, do you know ugoji? Ugoji is like a type of vegetable. It's a Korean like napa cabbage,、mm-hmm. but dried. So you will use it for soup.、Mm. So these are cabbage, dried cabbage, cabbage, and there is a huge bag of dried cabbage. My grandma wanted me to bring to U.S. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it'll be delicious if I use it. And it's it's you can't really find it in the U.S. They don't、oh. sell it.、Um, you will have to make it yourself, which is you know a lot of work. Nobody、yeah. does that. I mean. I don't do it, so so she wanted to bring, but I'm like, Grandma, there's no space in my luggage to put this cabbage. So、um, so, but she kept saying, just squeeze it in. It's really delicious. You you must bring it.、And、I'm like, no, I'm sorry, but no. And, and she also had purchased like those like individually packaged seaweed, dry seaweed、oh, that、no. you, you eat with rice. I told her, Grandma, these we can buy them at H Mart. Yeah, they sell it in, in the U.S. But she's like, but it's cheaper in Korea.、Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's that was like what I go through every time I depart, come back from Korea to U.S. <laughs> And you know, I I usually end up like taking some. I I negotiate. I,、oh, I yeah. end up taking like half of what what's offered.、Uh-huh. And then later, like. Give away, give to other relatives and friends. Like, please take some. <laughs> I have no space. <laughs> so, that happens. And you know, to tell the truth, at, at the end of the day, it's their heart that counts, yeah, right? So I, I really like、yeah. feel cared, and and <laughs> so those happen. I kind of understand because even for one individual, for myself. Even though I try hard to make everything light or my bags light, I still have so much stuff to bring. So, imagine I have a few more stuff, or you know, one more bag 
for my family. If I have my family with me in the states, that means right. a lot of stuff. So, right. yeah, I I I can and, understand. And you know, it's not just your stuff. Like there are things that are hard to get in the U.S. So you know, my mom will give me a list of things that she want me to buy, purchase in Korea, which is fine. I think things that are essential and you really want. And can only be found in Korea, your home country, right? Why don't you use the opportunity um, of family members visiting to get them? Yeah. Right? But it's a balance, you know. I don't have infinite. I don't have have Hermione's magic bag <laughs> that can fit infinite stuff. Yeah. And I think it's also maybe difference between generations because young people mm-hmm. tend to adapt to the U.S. So they need less and less stuff from Korea. They right. already find alternatives, or maybe they just change their lifestyle or eating habits, or etc. Mm-hmm. But for older generation, right. who's not from the US, I mm. can see that they still need a certain things from Korea. I think it's also the generational difference of how my parents and grandparents' generation thought. More cohesively between family members, they mm. were like, "Oh, we help out each other in everything." But my generation, I just want to carry my stuff, and I just want to care about my business. And you know, it's, I don't, I don't think one is better than the other. It's just difference. So, yeah, you just gotta negotiate. You, your parent generation is different from mine, and and my grandmother's generation is different. You know. Every yeah. generation is different, right? What are the other challenges you had? Maybe something more technical stuff or legal stuff. This may not be applied to you since you have a green card, but have you have to work on like visa or anything about immigration status when you were traveling between the U.S. and Korea? I think rarely because my family moved together and I got my green card when I was in college. Mm. I mean, my whole family got it together. So my parents took care of that when I was minor. So I was lucky that I don't I didn't have to deal with it myself. Yeah. And when you go to the immigration at the airport, usually the line divides between U.S. citizen and permanent residents with green card, and the other line is everyone else, which is usually longer and takes longer time. Um, so I've been lucky that you know I've been going in the shorter line. Yeah. But there was one time at JFK that I was pulled away, like. Who knows? They don't really explain to you. Like they check yeah. my stuff, which is totally fine, but then they say, "Oh, come with us." I'm like, "What? Why? <laughs> Why?" And then they pull me to an office. An office was like a waiting area. Yeah. There were rows of chairs. There were some like 15 people waiting here and there. And there's a desk in front where they called people's name, like hmm. whenever it's their turn. So they asked me to sit there and wait, and they don't really explain why. So I sit there and, and you know, my ride is waiting outside the airport. But you know, the thing is, you're not supposed to use your cell phone. Like once you enter the immigration area, even in the line, you are prohibited from using your phone. Oh. 
So I'm like, you know, I have to communicate with someone waiting for me outside the airport. So I, I texted like under the like <gasps> chair, like it's like I'm I'm in the waiting in the office. I don't know how long it will take because I didn't want to make them worry right. about me. Right? So I had to keep them in the loop. I think I waited there for about 30 minutes. That's too long. It, and you know, the worst part, 30 minutes is okay. If they tell me, okay, we are going to look up something because of this reason, mm-hmm. you will wait 30 minutes, they would have been okay. Right. But they don't tell you. That's, that's, that's the issue. They don't tell you why. They don't tell you how long you're going to wait. So you just wait. It's like Ugh. very unfair system. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, they call my name, I go up to the desk, they check something again, who knows, and then I was like, oh. And, you know, it's so random, like, why pick me versus someone else behind me? I think the whole system lacks transparency, right? Like, they do not share all the information with people who are going through the line. So that happened once, and I I was lucky that I did not get into any trouble, but I think it really scares people who immigrate to the U.S. And, you know, there's a whole big population of undocumented people True. who can't even leave the country. True. Right? They, they, don't, they don't get to visit their home country. I think I totally agree that it's unfair. I mean, they unfairly treated you and not just you because I heard the exactly same story from my grand-aunt. She mm-hmm. also has a green card. I think they just randomly pull. Well, who knows? Because they never explain. But I think she kind of got randomly chose to wait in the waiting area Mm -hmm. without no explanation. I understand that they are pretty strict because there are a lot of um, undocumented immigrants and Mm -hmm. a lot of illegal stuff, especially in the States. But I don't think they can just treat anybody like that. Because we all are individuals who has right to be respected. But I always experienced that in that immigration line and also at U.S. Embassy in Seoul. Because in mm-hmm. my case, every time I visit Korea, I have to do something with my visa. Mm-hmm. It's because I have a new visa or it's because um, I have a new employer. So even though I stay with the same visa status, I mm-hmm. still need to get a new one. That means I have to prepare a lot with very complicated and long documentation. And also mm-hmm. I have to make an appointment for the interview. And now over time... The waiting situation at the embassy is a lot better. But I Mm. remember that 10 years ago, like 7, 8 years ago, I used to wait just hours and hours, even though I did make a reservation. Mm. And how people are treated there with the interviewer is really bad. One thing that I heard this time was one of the people told one of the Korean interviewer Learn English. Go back and learn English. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to learn English to come to the U.S. So my point is, I think it depends on the visa status. Um, So Mm -hmm. again, I don't know the detailed story, but they are very rude. And they often trying so hard to find um, fault or something not 
right about this perf person for this particular visa the person is applying for mm -hmm. so you get really nervous even though you didn't do anything wrong and also right. you know we all are non-native english speaker so when we got nervous and when we were accused of something that it's a lot harder to speak something in english and explain logically right. So every time I'm in line there and listening to other people's conversation, I get so nervous even after 10 years. So mm -hmm. overall, this is very exhausting process. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to do this every time. And again, until the moment I pass the immigration line at the airport after I'm back to the U.S., I'm worried. Like I'm worried the whole. I'm worried the whole time. So that right, moment right. is the uh, final moment. I can feel relieved. Right. I wonder people whether people know, like people who are born in the U.S. know how hostile U.S. government is to toward uh, foreigners. The whole attitude of immigration office and their system is like arrogance and scare tactics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, scare tactic. Yep. That's the right word. Pretty much like try to deter people from coming to the U.S. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot to talk about about immigration, but you know, so far, Hina and I have been lucky that you know we we managed to stay here. But you know, yep, it's really challenging for many people. Come on, we are talking about Korea. Let's talk about good stuff. <laughs> yeah anything fun that happened in you know you said you went to seoul with your mom was that fun oh yeah I mean, was that fun for you it seems like your mom had a blast oh yeah me too because um this time because of that covid situation a lot of things were canceled like our family right, trip right. and visiting my relatives including including mm. my grandma um, even my brother, um, I couldn't see him this time. So mm. I stayed at home mostly. But right. this time I got a chance to go there. Actually, I kind of insisted. Like she was a little hesitant, but I was like, Mom, let's do this. Like I want to okay. go to the exhibition. And one exhibition is from an artist I like, uh, Louis mm -hmm. Wayne, who's already passed away. He's from Britain, I think. Mm. And the other artist is Modern, which is one of my mom's favorite. And it happened mm. to be that both exhibitions are happening in Seoul around the, the same period. So yeah. we went to both places. We went to a cafe. We tried, you know, like pretty cute desserts for Instagram, oh you know. Yeah. Um, so overall, it was really fun. And for me, um, I like kind of taking the lead so she can totally follow me mm, yeah you're a planner yeah i had a lot of fun and mostly because she had a lot of fun i feel so accomplished i don't know if that's right the right right because right. that you wanted to please her right yeah and she was very pleased feel, feel proud of what i did and the other best part of this trip was this amazing massage so, <laughs> Linda already knows that massage. I'm a huge fan of a massage. What kind of massage did you, did you get? So, this is a Gyeongnak massage in Korea. I believe that's acupressure massage. Mm. Um, so, 
So it's a Korean style. Yeah. Or maybe like Chinese style too. No, yeah. I think it is Korean style, okay. but I don't know which one is original or which is one. Is it whole body? Yeah. yeah, it's a whole body and two uh, hours, which is insane. But uh, time went by so fast. So this whole body is literally from your top of your head to your 10 toes. <laughs> like、ooh. literally every single part of your body. And、yeah. even for your chest and area, like chest and belly and everywhere. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was heavenly. It touched all the parts of my body where I often feel so stiff、mm-hmm. um, and uncomfortable. So、mm-hmm. it was just amazing. I literally told the masseuse that this is the best massage I ever had in、mm. my life. I'm a. A huge massage fan. I often go to get massage, but this is the best in my life. Was it was it in Chuncheon? Ah,、uh, yeah, it's in Chuncheon. So my mom knows her,、oh, yeah. but my mom and her friends do a shorter one, mostly on face and neck area. So、mm. a shorter and simpler one. But for、yeah. me, I did two hour decompressive one and twice.、Yeah. So one as soon as I arrived in Korea. And the one right before、um, leaving, it was、That's、heavenly.、Nice. How much was it? So this is ship manon in Korean. So like hundred dollars. Oh my god, that's nice. Yeah. So that's for two hours. Wait, it's a hundred dollars, right? Hundred dollars. Yeah, hundred、yeah, dollars. It's usually hundred dollars for one hour here、mm-hmm. in the in the states. Yeah. Or you know, cheaper places, maybe sixty, seventy. Yeah. I think、mm. these are the these are the good stuff overall, like because of that different price range. I mean, you mean the living cost in Korea is cheaper. Oh yeah,、more? yeah. Living cost、mm. is overall cheaper than the U.S., but mostly those services from human resources, <laughs> like massage or haircut. You mean the labor cost? Oh, labor、cheaper. cost. Right. Yeah. So those are. The things that I usually want to take advantage、uh, when I go to Korea. That's good. Yeah, I need massage too. But you know, I definitely、uh, am conscious of how often I go in the states because because of the price. Right. But I'm so glad that you got it twice.、Mm. Yeah. How about you? What are the things you are most excited about for visiting Korea? Of course, aside from seeing people. <laughs> <laughs> Food. I love Korean、oh, food. Oh yes. I mean, you know, like if I can, I will eat Korean food every day. But it's too much work, so I usually just make simple stuff at home, and and I don't eat out often because again, it's expensive. So when I go to Korea, the food is cheaper and it's more delicious, and there's more variety. So often I will make a list. I used to make a long list when I visited Korea, <laughs> but these days it's like. I'm more chill now. Oh, do you remember, Hina,、oh. when you asked me like,、uh, what I want from Korea? Oh yeah, you said tofuki. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like every time, like every time someone goes to Korea, I'm like, can you bring me tofuki? Which is impossible. Come on, like how would you bring tofuki from Korea? <laughs> But it is good. Like there is one place that I used to go to when I was in high school in Korea.、Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a like a small mall. In the basement area, they had like a food court,、yeah. and one place in the corner sells tteokbokki and like other stuff like dumpling, deep fries, 
I go there like every time I visit Korea. <laughs> Very nostalgic. Is there one restaurant or one food that you always or you have to, you must have when you visit Korea? I just said it. Tteokbokki. <laughs> what? Ah. what did you hear? <laughs> so last time I visited with Chris, I miss tteokbokki so much, and we stayed at an Airbnb close to a tteokbokki place. So we went there almost every <laughs> other day for two weeks. Oh my god! You're after crazy. two weeks, I felt like, oh, now I'm satisfied. <laughs> I had enough. I can stop eating tteokbokki oh. now. <laughs> It was so funny. Poor Chris. <laughs> He loves tteokbokki. His favorite Korean food is tteokbokki. Oh really? So he was happy too. Oh yeah. wow! You guys are meant to be tteokbokki couple. Yeah, tteokbokki lovers. Tteokbokki lovers. If, if you visit my house, bring tteokbokki. <laughs> You'll be welcomed. That's interesting. I mean, right? You don't live close to K Town, but at least you can get a variety of tteokbokki in New York, New Jersey area. So I get tteokbokki every time I go to New New York, New Jersey. Oh. Hina, every time you and I meet, we eat tteokbokki together. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh. Right, and every time I visit uh, my parents in New Jersey, she will ask me, "What do you want me to cook for you?" I'm like tteokbokki. She'll make it for us. <laughs> wow. And you know, like we, Chris and I, both love Korean bakery. They have such a variety of tasty food, mm-hmm. so so we'll go to bakery and pick up stuff and have it for like breakfast. So many things in Korea. Just people, if you haven't been to Korea, go, eat, <laughs> go go empty stomach, go on empty stomach, make a list. It's interesting. <laughs> Cross them out. For me. What I must eat in Korea is more like the food that I cannot have with someone. What are you saying? You know, give an example. Start with the name. For example, <laughs> I live in New Jersey, like basically close to New York. I can get everything. Like I can have any Korean food, but there are some food that I cannot find somebody to eat with or go with. So for example, jjampong, mm. jjampong jjajangmyeon. Ah. I mean, I have a few Asian friends, but not all of them are a fan of Korean Chinese food. Wait, so I have two questions. One, Eileen doesn't like it either? No. Oh, because Eileen is Hina's like best friend. <laughs> Two. You're my best friend. <laughs> you don't go there alone to eat. No, no. Why not? I mean, go. I'm usually good with eating alone. I've been doing yeah. this since when I was in middle school. That, that's in what Korea. New Yorkers do. Yeah. But weirdly, I don't wanna go there alone. Maybe I just don't wanna eat alone at a Korean restaurant in K Town. I don't know. Maybe if I go to a more like American restaurant, unless it's yeah. a fine dining, I think I would be okay. Yeah. But for some yeah. reason, it doesn't feel comfortable for me to eat alone in a Korean restaurant in K Town. Mm. And so what I've tried before was ordering in like Uber Eats or whatever. Mm. But you know, jjajangmyeon, jjampong, tangsuyu. Right, it's not as good. Yeah, it's not as good as eating. In the restaurant, dining in. Right. So, right. so this time I went to go. I went to this jjampong, jjampong two times during my right in Korea. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Good. Good. Who did you go with? Of course, with my parents. <laughs> Do they like it though? They like uh, Jungsik? Um, it's like a Korean style Chinese yeah, food. Yeah, they like it. Yeah. And most of all, they are okay with whatever I want to have, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, my parents like Jungsik. So, we often go out to eat jajangmyeon and jjampong when I visit New Jersey. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, so. I don't know. Once in a while, I'm so craving for jajangmyeon jjampong tangsu. Right. And you know, that's one thing that like I had trouble in Korea because often things have meat in it and I don't eat meat. All Chris right. doesn't either, including jajangmyeon. It's, it was oh, hard to yeah. find jajangmyeon without meat. Um, so it was harder. I mean, many restaurants, including Korean restaurants in, in the U.S., now adapted to vegetarianism so they will include and they will mark it on the english menu like this one has vegetarian or vegan option oh that's but nice but then it's that's not as popular in in korea i think in korea nowadays there are more vegan restaurants but regular traditional restaurants do not right. have vegan option right right also vegan options will be offered from a restaurant or restaurants in big cities like Seoul where there are more diversity in terms of eating habits or maybe for mm. foreigners but in the small cities in like typical local traditional restaurant they are not yeah. even considering veggie I mean, options. you know, Seoul is huge. So you can maybe find it if you go to those touristic areas like Itaewon yeah, maybe. or Shincheon, Hongdae. Then because those restaurant uh, owners and workers are more familiar with foreigners' right. need. But other other part of Seoul, it, it, it is hard to find mm -hmm. it. But it's okay. There are enough food in Korea to eat. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my good stuff. So you say you haven't been to Korea last three years. Was there anything that you noticed as new? Like, you know, Seoul especially, but the whole Korea changed so quickly. Yeah, definitely. Um, there are a few things that I found very interesting from this trip. So first one is the mask culture, like masking culture. So mm. what I mean by that is... Well, at this point in the U.S., there are a lot more people who are not wearing a mask, including right. in the plane. Like, even flight attendants are not wearing a yep. mask. But when I was in line to board, I noticed that everyone in line, which is the people who I will be flying with, mm -hmm. were wearing a mask, including, of course, flight attendants. And also flight attendants kept saying and encouraging people to wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah, because um, you, you flew Asiana. It's a Korean airline. Yeah, yeah, it's a Korean and, um, airline. Korea is definitely more strict about uh, wearing masks. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, felt, I felt safer about that. Mm -hmm. And after I arrived, I also noticed that people are wearing a mask everywhere and every mm. time well maybe not every time because yeah when they are dining in and eating with people like friends family right. they're mask off but right. even outside in the street think about it under this 
scorching hot and humid weather. You're just mm -hmm. walking under the sun. And there are not many people in the street, but people are still wearing a mask. Right. So that was very interesting for me because it's painful. And at the same time, I feel bad to not wear a mask because everybody right. is wearing a mask. I mean, it's no so normalized that you feel uncomfortable not wearing a mask. Yeah, exactly. Um, so right. when I was just going for a walk near my apartment, I just wanted to get some fresh air. And again, it was really hot. But because the people who are walking or jogging on the... Um, on the track it's not a track maybe just like a walking path by the river mm -hmm. i feel bad to not wear a mask so i just have to keep on because yeah. you know you wouldn't hina and i <laughs> usually don't wear a mask when we are outside right uh, and, and not in a crowded area if if we are in crowd we'll wear it but if there's nobody like close to us we feel safe mm -hmm. Not wearing mask, we'll put on mask when we go inside into store or restaurant, whatever. So, it's quite interesting. Interesting, interesting difference, mm -hmm. right? On top of that, people, <laughs> people are not just covering their mouth. They basically cover everything of their body, like every part of their body. <laughs> What I mean by right. that is. Uh, Korean people, I think Asian people are concerned about getting tanned. Um, I think it's more about the UV light. Oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, people are more aware of UV light having a damaging effect mm -hmm. on their skin. And you've seen on Korean TV, people care about their facial skin a lot. They want to stay white, they want to stay very clean. Mm -hmm. Um, people spend a lot of money going to estheticians to clear any uh, spots on face. So people definitely care a lot about hiding from the sun, UV light. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just face, often it will be the whole body. Yeah, yeah, that's the right expression. Mm -hmm. They care a lot about covering up. So what I noticed is that I was wearing a short sleeve with shorts when I went for a walk. But people there cover from head to toe, so mm -hmm. the hat, not just the cap. They're wearing the uh, like a hiking hat that's a round yeah. shape. They're wearing a mask, long sleeve shirt, long pants, and gloves. I forgot about gloves. I know. I, I sort of imagined that they will have their hands exposed. But <laughs> no, hands have skin too. Uh, well. <laughs> I mean, not everyone was covering right. up like but that, many. but right. yeah, I, I saw a few and um, I, again, found this very, very right. interesting. It's very different mm, from the very US because, you know, if I go outside today and walk, which I already did, I will see nobody wearing gloves. No, hell no. Nobody, absolutely nobody. <laughs> Actually, not today's weather. Nobody wearing long sleeve. No, it's pretty. Yeah, right. It's it's still hot here. Right. Then, what are the things that you found interesting when you visited Korea before? I visit Korea every few years, so every time I visit, there are a lot of changes, and even if it's not a new change, I would have forgotten it about it. Like you know, for example. 
every time I visit, I get impressed by the public transportation system because they are super cool, super efficient. You get all the updates when the bus is coming, even where the bus is right now <laughs> yes. on the screen at every bus stop. You know, you know the U.S. bus stop. It's just a pole. It's just a pole <laughs> with a metal side. Bus stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. But in Korea, there's a roof and bench and LED sign that has the most up-to-date right. information. Almost real right. time. Every bus stop. That's that's huge. So you know, public transportation system is impressive. And you know, like subway station is so clean. Oh, it's like. You can just lie there and like chill. Yeah. <laughs> so but sometimes better than my apartment. It's it's a lot cooler. My apartment is pretty hot. I know. I know. It, it's air conditioned. Like it's very pleasant. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed last time, especially because last time I went to Korea, I went there for linguistic research, so I was paying a special special attention to language. Mm. Um, specifically English uses in in Korea. So I ended up taking a lot of pictures of advertisement in subway station or on the side of the bus or in magazines. You know, it's it's Seoul is a very modern city like New York City. So everywhere is covered with advertisement. And um, there is a heavy use of English. Not only just Koreanized English like loan word, but like English is in English spelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very prevalent right now in Korea. And there are a lot of advertisement about plastic surgery and diet, losing mm-hmm. weight. Yeah, that's right. I mean, just looking at the ad, that made me think the whole country is obsessed with, with being beautiful. Also, that constantly reminds me of what I need to do. Or is there anything I need to do? Or... Do I need to right, think anything about that I need it? to imp- improve about yeah, my body? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's as if our body and my body is not good enough. Mm, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It reminds me that I'm not enough. Like my body, right, my right. face is not good enough. You know, and, and it's not just about beauty. I think it's it's because Korea has such a fierce competition in small land. The most popular books in Korea are self-help books like how to improve yourself mm-hmm. in, in every aspect including your body so constantly those are most popular people try very hard to improve their life in financially relationship even personality body eating constantly mm-hmm. so many things to improve in life and you know i think some amount of self-help is fine but when you're inundated with that message, you will feel bad about yourself. You'll feel like you're just yeah a failure. Yeah. Yeah, I was super uncomfortable with those advertisements in Korea. Yeah. Is there anything you recommend other people to try or... People who are visiting their home country, of course, South Korea, try. I think in my case, it's probably the acupressure massage that yeah, I just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Linda? You know, I think many people 
Korean or Korean American, they know about Jim Jae Bang, like oh, the yeah, public right. baths and public sauna. It is fun. I definitely recommend it. And you can get massage in there too. And they are very, very oh, affordable. Yeah, right, right. You can get the whole body scrubbed, which is heavenly. <laughs> so definitely try that. But also, if you are open to it, go to a Korean baseball game. Many Americans go to baseball game in the States. They are fans. Chris, my partner, is a fan of Phillies because he grew up in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So I've been to those games a, a few times, several times. But when I went to Korea, I went to a game with my uh, close friend who is an LG Twins fan. So we went there a couple of times and it's different. Hina, have you been to a baseball game in Korea? No, actually, I was you going need to say to, that maybe. I've never been to. I only Next heard time. that it's Next so time. fun. It is fun. In the US, the, the number one reason I feel bored <laughs> at baseball game is you just sit there. Too long. You stare at the field. Yeah. It is long. It's three, four hours. You just look at people run around, catch balls. <laughs> you drink beer, you eat french fry, that's it. You, you talk a little bit. Yeah. But in Korea, if you go to a baseball game, you cannot rest. You have to cheer <laughs> every to minute of so the game. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there is a specific cheering. Every time a player, uh, the batter, comes to the home to bat, they have their special song. So you <laughs> sing with them. And once they are in you position, you will chant their name. There are different songs and their cheerleader in front leading the cheering. The stadium is divided into half. So the one side is one team's fan, the other side is the other team's fan. So you will hear this cheering coming from this side and that side alternatively. Wait, wait, you cannot sit together? You can, but you can't really cheer for LG Twins if you are in the Bears side. Is it the same in the States? Like, is there a divided section or zone? No, no? it's not divided in the US. Oh, we no. just sit wherever. Okay. But um, <laughs> in the US, because it's a huge country and the teams are apart from each other, Usually, if you go to a game in Philadelphia, most people are Phillies fan. Mm. Does it make sense? Yeah. But because Korea is smaller and cities are closer to each other, often there are fans from both teams. Mm. They will travel. And I have traveled to other cities with my friend to see LG uh, Twins game. So you will cheer. You go to your section and cheer. And it's a lot. You know, many people bring signs. It's like almost like attending a K-pop concert, mm -hmm. but at a sports game. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You don't have to learn a lot. You can just come and watch. The atmosphere yeah, is yeah. very festive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds interesting. I really wanted to go experience that, mm -hmm. but I just never got a chance. I feel like you need to have a friend. Yeah, a fan. yeah. That is easier. Right. I need a savvy friend who can right, kind right. of guide me through that. <laughs> right. Next time. Yep. So we talk a lot about um, what visiting home country is like for internationals. As we already shared a lot, there are a lot of challenges too, you know. There is a long list of things to do, things to bring for Linda as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is our home country 
this is where we are from and this is where my parents or relatives live so we mm -hmm. always always looking forward to our next trip and next visit right next time next episode we're gonna talk about food you food. our favorite topic hina and my favorite topic, favorite topic right just expect like five hour long episode <laughs> <laughs> we can do the whole season for this whole season yeah oh sounds good, good idea you know like different <laughs> yeah. different dish or different like food per episode yeah i mean you know we thought about it because many people wonder what we eat yeah a lot to of tell the truth curious. i think like Korean people in Korea wonder what people eat in the US although it, it varies drastically but anyway we can talk <laughs> so about what we yeah. eat you know if there's any interesting like food culture in the US so mm -hmm. yeah looking forward to it alright see you next time stay tuned bye, bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. Connect with us on Instagram, American K Sisters, or send us a message at AmericanKSisters at gmail.com. If you want to learn more about each episode, check the show notes below. Share our show with your fellow fans of Korea and K Everything.